faithful welcome back to another episode of move the chains uh before i continue what's up alex what up sean what's up faithful what's going on man a little bit of a rough rough patch in the season uh i know we missed you guys last week we are of course five and two uh last time we all spoke we were five and oh so five and two uh it was a little bit of a road trip from hell you know we Alex, like I mentioned, when we I think when we did the schedule breakdown, right? I said I think it's always interesting to have three. We had two road games to open the season, then three home games in a row, capped off with Dallas, which you know, again we'll get to we'll break this down, of course, but yeah, you know, we're we're probably a little flat after that big Dallas game for these two road games. Yeah. So obviously, just to recap, we lost seventeen to nineteen to Cleveland. And then 17 to 22 uh, to Minnesota. So, Alex, let me get you. Let me let you jump in here, man. What are your thoughts on on that? I'll say, uh, let's not panic, right? Yeah. Brock Purdy, he's around his 15th or 16th start in his career. He's had two. I mean, uh, the the Browns game that one was a bad game statistically. And yeah. uh, this one with Minnesota, there's some interesting stats we're going to go over uh, later in the episode, but. I mean, a, a, an okay game, a game that uh, if there's no turnovers, we should easily have won this game. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost, you know, it started nice. You know, we started with the uh, pick by Traverius Ward, Mooney Ward. Yeah. You know, and it looked like we were going to go right down and score a touchdown. But that's when uh, the first of two uh, very critical plays happened. That was a fumble by McCaffrey. Yeah. And uh, you, you just get the sense, right? It was that type of a game. Okay, it's Monday night. You know, Minnesota has a re- very tough crowd. And for those who don't know, we have not won in Minnesota since, like, 1992. Oh, wow. Yeah, like the yeah some of that. Right? I, I know there was a while where Niners-Vikings would be scheduled uh, week 17. And we're talking the glory years with, you know, Steve Young when he was there, where we would rest our starters because the team was number one anyways, right? But, no, we, we've lost some strange games in the Metrodome. You know, there was the T.O. Uh, blow-up game where he, we were losing. Um, I think Randy Moss had, like, four touchdowns. Damn. And we lost 35-7. to seven. And that's where T.O. blew up on our coaches on the sideline. Oh, okay. Was that his last yeah. year? Was that 03? That was his last year, yeah. It was, that, it was one of those awkward years as a fan because you could feel that the wheels were coming off and that heads were going to roll, you know, guys were on their way out. Uh, but yeah, that's when he famously, you know, just lost it on the sideline. Uh, a couple of years after that, in 09, of course, it was that Brett Favre play where we had the game won. We were up 24 to 20, and uh, he threw the ball to Greg Lewis in the back of the end zone with the second left. And we just, again, yeah, that was Ooh, that, that's uh, right, the, that's right. that, that time right before Harbaugh got there where you could see that we had a lot of talent. 
you know, the, the, the pieces were there. They just needed a coach. Right. But yeah, so we lost that one. And then in 2012, we lost to Harbaugh, the Harbaugh team. We lost to Christian Ponder. That was that weird stretch. If you remember, Alex, where we would win two and lose one, win two, lose one. We did that all year. It was win two, lose, win two, lose, win two and tie. Win two, lose. You know what I mean? It, it went, literally went on the entire year. Was yeah, we lost the to, 2012 year, you mean? 2012, yeah. Week three. All right, we lost. And then, of course, 2018, week one, we lost to uh, the Vikings. You know, that's that was, what, year two of Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. And uh, week, year one, actually, with Jimmy. But Jimmy threw three picks in that game, including a pick six. So, yeah, it's been a long, long while since we've won in Minnesota. But anyways, back to the to the point here, you know, it, it felt like that kind of game where you couldn't give them anything early, especially, right? If we weren't able to get up 7-0 right after an interception, I think it would have taken the crowd out. Yeah, you're right. We were right there. It was just a failed uh, recovery attempt by Banks where I'm pretty sure he got chewed out, um, but – Hey, you can't fault him. He's dive, He's diving in there, right? He's trying to get the yeah. ball. It's just the ball is weird. It's an oblong shape. It's going to bounce shape, a certain yeah. way. It's, um, but no, yeah, like you said, man, that, that really, you know, the fumble really took the sails kind of, or I should say, it put the wind behind their sails. No pun intended. Is Vikings, and uh, <laughs> you know what? Give them credit. They played a heck of a game. I mean, you know, Cousins was recognizing whatever we were trying to do at coverage. Yep. He caught on all over his own blitzes. I, I think, you know, and look, Steve Wilkes is the one. Let's just get right into it right now. Uh, he did not have a good game as a coordinator. His his, his call, play calls, his coverage calls were not good. Uh, that's been the talk of the town, you know, that, that blitz at halftime, you know, where so it's it's 10 to 7, and we've kind of clawed our way back in and scored. And you're thinking, okay, we receive the ball. You know, they have what? 10 seconds or 15 seconds to try to get into field goal range. Yeah. And we call an all-out blitz. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Well, what is the logic there? Why are you calling an all-out blitz, right? Is that is that uh, an audible that they, they were told to check to in a certain situation, no matter what? Because that happens sometimes. Yeah. Or was that just his play call? No, that type of play is supposed to be thrown out in this type of situation. Yeah. You're supposed to have some soft coverage. Allow them to, you know, 10, 15 yards. Everyone huddle up, make the tackle, right. allow the clock to Prevent. continue to run. Prevent defense. Yeah. All right. Prevent defense. Prevent Let them catch the ball tackle them. But, you know, and look, I'll, I at the same time, look, I know what my immediate reaction was, why did Mooney Ward even try to intercept that ball? Why didn't he just knock it down? It's just a but cornerback then, you know, instinct. Right, a quarterback instinct, it's hard to go against that, right? Yeah. It's almost like on fourth down when they intercept a ball downfield. Like, why are you doing that, right? But, you know, in his defense, there was still, I want to say, about 10 seconds left at that time. So if he's able to come down with it, the half's over. All right, they're not even able to attempt a Hail Mary or, or whatever the case. Look, it was a fluke-ass play, right? Yeah. yeah really, those combined that, that play combined with the McCaffrey play, we're talking a whole different game. Back to Will Shanahan in the last press conference, he did mention that it was just he, – he. it's not that he doesn't agree with that play. It's just he didn't agree with the play at that certain time, 16, 16 seconds left on the clock. Um, just basically what we mentioned. It wasn't it wasn't the right the right play. So and I think also some of the some of the players have, have kind of spoken out that uh they're kind of getting used to the the new you know, the new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. 
just the new strategies is just taking some time to to gel. But you know, what's what Coach Sala and, and then D'Amico Ryan's had in place. So yeah, and D'Amico was very, under very Sala, so it was a smooth transition. Yep. Yeah. So it was it was a in-house hire. So you know, I think we talked about this a little bit in the offseason, right? What kind of uh, changes it might be? We we thought, look, veteran roster. You know, they all seem to be on board with the hire. Bosa did not sound happy. I mean, I'll just be honest. He's a guy that's earned his right to air his grievances. He flat out said, look, we're not used to this. He's a we're a team that runs, we rush four, you know, and disguise coverages, and that's what we've done schematically. So, I don't know. Look, and the other thing, right, and this kind of comes back to the players as well as the coordinator, there was zero sacks. You know, we got kind of got close a few times, but – yeah. You know, for Cousins, you tell me that Kirk Cousins, who's not a mobile guy, if you tell me that he's going to drop back and attempt 45 passes, I'm I'm hoping for at least five sacks, right? If, if you told me before the game, not knowing how it's going to go. At least two. He sat back there and just diced us apart, man. He did. I can't remember the last time the defense was just sliced and diced like that with ease. Yeah, true. This is the first one Kirk Cousins came through. Um I mean, Kyle wanted him for a reason. He gets paid yeah. <laughs> uh, top money for a reason. Um, you know, I've, I think we've gone back and forth on this, even on the air. Right? I have always been a fan of, of Kirk. You know, guys like Kirk and Stafford, who you know, you know, especially with a guy like Kyle, they would put up 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns easily. You know, we, we haven't necessarily had that guy here. You know, he had that guy with Matt Ryan, cannon arm, you're – Got a prototypical quarterback. Yeah. You know, uh, as much as I've been excited about Purdy, I'm not writing Purdy off. I mean, there's a couple of bad games. I'm still excited for what he could do. Yeah. But, you know, part of me just wonders if you just have that legit, you know, cannon arm quarterback who can go out there and chuck the ball 50 times a game if you need to. Yeah. Purdy can be like a, maybe a more updated uh, Jeff Garcia, right? Jeff had some athleticism, right? But it, he wasn't killing you with his legs, right? He wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing anything too crazy. Was he, he, was, he just got those key first downs. There's a there's a real great game. If anyone's ever bored and just kind of at times does nothing in their life, with their life like I do, and rewatch old classic games, uh, it was the Niners and Raiders in 2002. And that, that game is just Jeff Garcia, you know, summarizing one game. There was a couple of key third downs where there's no one covered, no one, no one's open. You know the defense is caving in on him. He just squirts out of the pocket and he gets right around a linebacker and gets a first down. He does it like three or four times. It's insane. I mean, like you said, Alex, you know what does he offer? You know, Purdy has that little bit of uh, we've seen it already this year. Step up. Buy that extra second or two and, you know, fire downfield. Yeah, we saw a really good play. Uh, he stepped up, avoided Hunter, uh, yeah. kind of went to the side, avoided uh, the tackler for a while. Then he uh, he went out of bounds. He he got the first down. I mean, he, he easily rushed for over 10 yards on that play. Yeah. So he, he had another has, rush, I think, where he got like 15 or 20, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, well, we can't go on any further without bringing it up. He currently, as of the time that we're recording this, he's in concussion protocol. Yeah. Uh, I know that caught a lot of people by surprise, but if you saw the replay of that sneak 
that they called, which, I mean, of course, the scary part of a quarterback sneak is just that, getting a quarterback hurt. Uh, he, he got hit pretty good, kind of head on. And uh, it's, you know, it, it doesn't always show right away. If anyone's had a concussion before, I mean, obviously we're not football players, but it can happen to anybody. You know, a hit to the head, just you can, you can bump your head on a car door and get, get a concussion. Right? Yeah. So he complained. I think the story is that he complained on the flight. He was having some little bit of blurriness. Right. And uh, it's clear now. I think Alex, what are the stats? You have the stats, I think, right? Before the sneak, the, the QB sneak that might have caused that concussion, um, he was having a pretty good game. He was 19 for 24, 252 yards, and a touchdown. Mm, wow. Right? He was probably heading this for a two like touchdown game. Yeah, exactly. Very efficient. 70, for, 70 plus percent completion. Uh, he gets a lot of good air yards. All right. That's one thing. And that's one thing, real quick, before you continue. Uh, all these fucking talking heads, these idiots, those he elite. Is he top 10? One week they want to call him a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Next week it's like, see, anyone can <laughs> run chat. Get out of here. Right? These idiots have never watched a second of game film in their life. Just a bunch of morons. Let's get away, get away from that. So, wait, sorry, what were the numbers you said after that? So, after, after that QB sneak, he was two for six, 20 yards, two interceptions. Hmm. That would explain a lot. All right. I mean, look, look the thing is, uh, the, those interceptions weren't characteristic of him. You know, he hasn't thrown a ton. And it looked like one just maybe airmailed a little bit. It just completely got away. All right. And I know he kind of tried to maybe force something there at the end, which you really you want to try to avoid that. But look, if, if it was a concussion, there's not a whole lot you can do. And uh, yeah, like you said, at the time of this recording, he's still in concussion protocol. Yeah. So we. Um, this this isn't really about Cincinnati. We really want to just kind of do a you know a summary of where we're at. So we'll we'll, we'll leave that for for another time. But it could be the Sam Darnold show. Yeah, how do you feel about that? You know what? I mean, I, he won the number two job for a reason. He doesn't overly impress me. I think some of the the word around him in training camp and all that in preseason was that he hadn't fully understood the concepts yet, which. For a guy that's in what year six now, that's not really encouraging, but who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll see where he's at. He is more of that, ironically, what I just talked about earlier, he is more of that. Um, Kirk Cousins, Bradford, sorry, Bradford, Stafford, Stafford Matt Ryan yeah. type, of, type of a guy. I yeah, mean, so clean QB. if we're gonna dial up some deep plays, I really look the one thing that's been absolutely missing from our offense is the deep ball, yeah. I can't remember last time we just even off a play action or something where we just took a deep shot. And granted, when we're winning, scoring 35-plus per game like we were in the first five games, maybe you don't need to, right? Maybe that's just not something you need to do. But, hey, once in a while to keep the defense honest, you know, it's second and three. If it's second and three, take a shot downfield. Yeah. You have a lot of speed. You have a lot of a lot of weapons. You know, open the push the defense back a little bit. You know, tell me what you think about about this. Um, did you think the Vikings? Because the Vikings threw threw some up there uh, on one on one coverage uh, on on both sides, uh, and they yeah. drawn up they drawn up defensive pass interference. 
I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a lately big thing, NFL. man. I I feel like they do it for that particular reason, where they'll maybe throw yeah. the ball at a safe area, where either the receiver can get it or it's out of bounds. Or the other thing, which I think needs to be reexamined as a rule, with the the underthrow, right? You have a guy that's maybe a step right, running step for step yep. on a, on a go route, and then as a quarterback, I purposely underthrow it by two yards. Then my guy has to try to come back to the ball. And he goes purposely goes through the defender, yep. and then it looks like it's caught. See that to me, how how can you call pass interference on that? Yeah, I mean that should go back to the uncatchable ball rule, right? If it's throw under thrown like that, what is he supposed to get out of the way and let you catch the ball? No, he's supposed to be yeah. right next to his hip. You know what I mean? I right. Mean, that's his job to shadow the receiver. Right. Yeah. So I agree. I think that, that's another. We, I, I, we'll, we'll do an officiating episode one day just to cover all the BS that goes on with some of these rules. But, but uh, yeah, um, I, I think one other thing to kind of talk about, uh, it's good thing we're recording this for this guy's sake this week versus last week, uh, Jake Booty. And, no, I did not stutter there. <laughs> Jake Booty, uh, this piece of shit, I'm sorry. I have zero confidence in him. Zero. <laughs> D-E-E-E-R-O. I've seen – look, first of all, credit to Kyle Shanahan for letting him kick that 57-yarder, and he drilled it. You know, it brought us to within – at that point, what was it? It made it a five-point game. But, man, after that game in Cleveland and then the early kick in Minnesota where it looked like he tried to blame the turf that he slipped. I'm sorry, man. Kickers, you either have it or you don't. You know, you either have it or you don't. And the Niners have been – we've been uh, wise last – I want to say basically 20 years where we just signed veterans. You know, it was Robbie Gold. Before that was Phil Dawson. Before that was David Akers, who was only here for a couple of years, but he was good one year. Before that was Joe Nedby. Mm-hmm. There was a period before that where we had Jose Cortez, Jeff Chandler, Owen Pachman. It was the year 2003. If anyone's ever bored, go look it up. How many games have we lost – in a seven and nine season because we had a shitty kicker named Owen Pockman who couldn't kick his way out of a paper bag. But uh, I don't know, man, Jake, Jake booty. You could, uh, until he wins us a, a playoff game off a clutch kick. I have zero confidence in this guy. Oh man. I'm opposite. Uh, I, I'm, I'm patient. I'll be patient for, for Moody. Uh, I was, I was proud of him for making that kick because uh, that first miss, Oh, I felt so bad for him. I felt like if he missed another one, he was he was gonna be benched or something. I don't know. Uh but I was glad he made he made one kick. And I don't I don't think he's missed any uh I don't think he's missed any any extra points. I do want to mention this. Both of the games that he missed a field goal with the Browns and with the Vikings, the opponent's yes. kicker also missed a kick, right? And in this one with the Vikings, uh the uh the um the opposing kicker uh, missed an extra point. So, I mean, these veterans yeah. are missing in the same stadium, same time, same game. Right. Give them, I, I give them a little slack. Uh, where <laughs> I mean, up until that moment, he was perfect. Yeah. All right. I mean, after that Cleveland game, I was like, leave his ass in Cleveland. <laughs> leave him on the tarmac. Don't let him on the plane. Let him pay for his own shit home. You have one job, man. I'm sorry. It, it, it's a mental game with these guys, too, right? Once they get slightly thrown off, it's just, you know, it, it's hard. Like, you saw, we saw with David Akers, and Akers was a 13-year veteran at that point. 
You know, all the way to us. That was the Super Bowl year. He even ended up, he missed one in the championship game. He missed one in the Super Bowl, which was bailed out by a flag. But, you know, no, just overall, it's a mental game with kickers and especially a a rookie. The point is, we don't have time. This is a Super Bowl roster, a bunch of veterans. We don't have time for a kicker to develop and figure out how to adjust to the wind, whatever it was that he said. Yeah. I think he'll be. But fine. yeah, that's, let's, let's let him let him live for another week. Oh, I swear, if he misses a kick this Sunday, my, I don't know what I'm going to do. But <laughs> um, you know, no. Aside from that, I think just a couple things that uh, Alexander you want to touch on as well. It just feels like this, this team is doing a lot of trash talk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, starting fights before the Cleveland game. The, the you know shoving people around more like a like a swagger thing right where right, like, like we're we've accomplished well, I guess what yeah. we're trying to go with is uh, we haven't accomplished the main goal right yeah we haven't accomplished shit I'm sorry losing a Super Bowl <laughs> and two two championship games we don't celebrate that around here you know it's a Super Bowl or you you didn't you failed yeah and I think part of it like look you see. The Browns and the Vikings, they both copied that boombox entrance that the Niners have been doing for, what, three, four years now. Yeah. All right. I mean, so, you know, teams, like I said, they're going to have us circled on their schedule, on their on their calendar. They're going to come after us. You know, coming after, copying the entrance and whatnot, that's get, trying to get under our skin. I, I really think it's time, you know, like Debo's fighting on Twitter with, a bunch of uh, the cornerbacks and whatnot. Like, what are you doing? Right? I'm not saying you're not allowed to tweet, but let's let's maybe focus on the game. You know, you haven't won anything yet this year. Five and zero doesn't mean a damn thing. The trade line is coming up. Um, I know I've heard a few rumors: Daniel Hunter, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think about Vikings beating us. Vikings are on a good good road to potentially, you know, competing for the division. Uh, and I also think Kirk Cousins has a, he, he has a, uh, uh, a trade clause. And I think he's mentioned yeah. that he doesn't want to go, you know, be a rental player for a few months and have to move his kids around, change schools, move his family. So I think he'll, yeah. he'll use that to just finish out his season with the Vikings. It makes sense for him. He's 35 years old. You know, he's he's not young. He's not going to just pop up his life and go to San Francisco for a few months. I could right. be wrong. I mean, he, I mean he, he could see that championship ring and just say, fuck it. That's a good point as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys have said that, you know, I don't want to trade. You have kids this age. Yeah. Whatnot. I think I think Matthew Stafford was one that went through that. Yeah. I kind of compare those two. In terms of how their kind of their career has kind of gone, right? I mean, at some point you got to wonder, right? We said no to Tom Brady, we said no to Aaron Rodgers you know, to, to kind of keep status quo. You wonder at so at what point does Kyle Shanahan just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go get my guy, and, and no more, you know, messing around with with the whatever else, right? We do have until Tuesday. So Tuesday, which uh, coincidentally is Halloween. Halloween, right? <laughs> uh, is, is the trade deadline. <laughs> so uh, that's that. It kind of pretty much wraps up today's episode. You know, of course, uh, we're kind of calling this a, uh, a regrouping. You know, let's not panic. You know, it's not time to necessarily panic over in Ninerland just yet. Yeah. Yeah, let's remember 
Last year at this time, we were three and four. All right. Two years ago <laughs> this time, we were two and four, about to be three and four, yeah. eventually three and five, right? We had a couple ugly losses, um, you know, both years. And that's not to say, look, we should expect that, but like no, no one's going to go undefeated, right? And the reality is we just lost two games by a combined seven points. Let's let's regroup. Let's reevaluate. I think it's time to simplify on both sides and get back out there and play our game. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, uh, eliminate the turnovers. Uh, minimize the penalties. Executing, it just goes back to what we saw in the first five games, first five weeks. Those first five weeks, it was precision. It was execution, you know, everything, you know, us not having Trent Williams, us not having Debo is not an excuse. Not at this stage, not where, not the team that we're trying to be. Because everyone's hurting. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, is not playing, uh, right? Um, uh, Nick Nick uh, Chubb is out for the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not alone there. Like you we're said, not. yeah, there's quite a few injuries. Uh, uh, like he said, turnovers. You know, we mentioned he had, we had three in the first six games and then three on Sunday alone. Sorry, Monday. So, yep. you know, let's, let's try not to, to to repeat that. You know, and Cincinnati's a team that started slow and they're looking like they're waking up. So, not going to be an easy one. Yeah, but it's the perfect team to, um, in a way, Correct. reclaim our dominance. Right. It's not yep. It's not we're out here beating the Panthers before our bye week. We'll be back after the Bengals game. Uh, it'll be a good time. We, we'll have two weeks. Well, we have next week and then the week after. We'll have a couple of episodes. Uh, we'll see if there's any trade uh, this Tuesday. 49ers are sneaky. Last year, we got Christian McCaffrey and completely changed the trajectory of the team. So let's see what we end up doing this year. Uh, but hey, I'm not worried, man. We're uh, we're gonna get those wins. We're gonna once we're in the dance, once we're in the playoffs, that's when uh, that's when the, the 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 real game begins. So. Yep. Any closing thoughts? That's it for me, man. Let's get this win and get in, get to that damn bye week. Let's get it. All right. Take care, faithful. Mm-hmm.